This is Marketing Jam, a podcast featuring the brightest minds in Canadian marketing. Hi there. Welcome to Marketing Jam. I'm your host, Darian Kovacs. The following interview is part of a series of interviews recorded at the Canadian Internet Marketing Conference in beautiful Squamish, BC, where we had the chance to talk to some of the leaders in digital marketing and technology from Canada and around the world. Hope you enjoy the conversation. Hey, welcome back to Marketing Jam. Shahid Devji here, and I'm sitting next to Paula Scaper of Kinetics Media Communications. Tell us a little bit about what you do, uh, and then we want to talk about content. But that's that's what you do, right? Content that's marketing. What, that's what we do. Yeah. yeah. So we're a, we're a marketing automation uh, company specialized in marketing automation. So what we focus on is lead development and content-driven lead development. Yeah, okay. So part of what we do is help companies put their systems and structures in place so that they can solve some of those marketing channel challenges, and then we help them create the content that they need. So we're sitting at CIMC 2018, yes. and you just finished on stage, and you were talking about sort of the rat race of, of content oh, yeah. marketing and it, it's a bit ironic right because like you said you, you make your living yep. uh, with content marketing but uh, you know a lot of people are jumping into that game for the sake of jumping into that game maybe mm -hmm. talk a little bit about what that looks like and, and why people are doing that you think well, it's overwhelming right now with what's going on in marketing. I mean, the, the entire ecosystem has just exploded. There's so many different platforms. And every time something new comes out, everybody rushes to, and you know, the, the experts, we rush to, to applaud it and talk about how great it is. We get excited. But from a business perspective, it's a little overwhelming. And so people have really, for the last 10 years, just been running to try and keep up. And they're jumping into things right away. Um, and there's not really been a lot of information about should I, shouldn't I, you know, we're so afraid of, of being that surfer on uh, on the beach the day after the big tidal wave wondering what we missed that we jump in sometimes too soon. Yeah, that state of technological advancement, it used to be 18 months, right? And, yeah. and now it, you'd be hard pressed you know, to go 18 days without something new in the yeah. news, right? So, yeah, jumping on the, the, the ship is yeah, certainly common, but in terms of what's tried and tested, um, what I've been hearing from a lot of people I've been talking to is the, the tried and tested obviously is, is still the, the best way to go, but you're talking about watching others try the new stuff and then yes. jumping into it. Yeah. So not necessarily not to not to avoid the new things, no. but to, to gather the data is, is basically it, right? Yeah, I mean, look, the reality is, I mean, mo most of us are working for smaller businesses. Most, especially here, here in the Lower Mainland, our businesses are not multinational corporations. And so we have to be really judicious about where we put our marketing dollars because every penny we spend over here is a distraction from something over there. And so it's, it's really managing that risk. What percentage of our budget are we going to risk? And let's let, you know, some of the bigger players dip their toes in the water, take a few of those early risks, learn from what they're doing, and then we can, um, you know, smaller businesses can, can jump in. It's, it doesn't feel like sexy innovation, but the reality is that um, if we want to stay in business, if our clients want to stay in business, that part, that's important for them to be thinking about. So where I work, we've got social media people, digital ads people, SEO people, uh, content people yeah. like myself. Uh, and you mentioned you know people are working in silos and especially away from the mm -hmm. sales team. Yep. Often in our case, the sales team is is the client, right? So so how do you suggest that you know the agency and, and all the people working on the marketing for the client, which is really the sales team, how can we work better together? 
That's a great question. Yeah. And it's not one with an easy answer because as an agency, we tend to be working with marketing and, and there's sort of that wall. Yeah. Uh, some of the things that we do, we ask to meet with the sales team yeah. early on. That, that initial meeting is, is really, really important. Um, I'm finding that our work is changing. We're less of a traditional agency where it's about the creative idea for the client and more of a strategic partner where we're working alongside a part of the team. And so we are bringing the sales team into those meetings. We are having those buyer's journey conversations that include sales, that include that conversation. And I'm as likely to be hired today by a sales manager as I am by a marketing manager. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, there's lots of overlap, right? Yeah. Um, one, one of the pieces of content that is as popular as ever today is video. Mm -hmm. You're not saying to shy away from video, oh, God, though, no. right? <laughs> yeah, I, do, I mean, video production, we've got yeah. a studio in our, in our yeah. office as part of what we do. Just, again. Be smart. Be smart about it. Yeah. yeah. And so, with regards to video, you mentioned a couple things, but uh, how can you be smart with video? I think it's, it's, it's about really thinking about what you're getting for every dollar that you spend. So, uh, you know, one, one, of the, one of the things that we tend to do as small businesses, and I mean, I own a small business, so, you know, guilty as charged. We, we look at something new and we say, how can I do this without having to spend any more money than necessary and so we'll go out and we'll buy a camera and we'll go out and we'll go on Amazon and we'll buy a light kit for a hundred bucks yeah. and we'll set it up thinking that what we have is professional video but we don't we have semi-professional video equipment that we're using to produce you know amateur video some companies can hire someone on staff that has some experience but a lot of times we're asking people to step out and do things that they don't have any foundation to do for us. So what I'd love to see people doing is actually investing more in working with a partner, maybe produce less content, but produce better quality content, yeah. right? That's Have right. the storyboard. So you'll love that. I, I love that. Absolutely. <laughs> Storyboarding is my life. Um, and oftentimes, you know, I, I don't have enough time to do that. So yeah. we're, we're, because we're trying to produce a lot in a, in a short time, you, know, you mentioned 40 blog posts a month, mm -hmm. which um, which seems like a lot, but some people you know, are trying to achieve that type of goal even if the means aren't there. Yeah. And uh, you know, then you're deleting the content, like you said. So um, one thing you mentioned, and we mentioned to all our clients basically, is to build your email lists. Oh, and, big time. But you put it in a different way, and I, and I found it very interesting, was to convert your social following into email subscribers and not just try and build your email subscribers from scratch, right? Because you've got a following there. But why do you suggest doing that? Are, are we at a point where you know, these social platforms uh, are, are seeing maybe an exodus? Well, uh, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Would you rather own your house or rent it? Oh, that's a tough question. I, you know, I, Economics is, yeah. you know, yeah, the, I would, the, the, Vancouver, but, sure. yeah. right? Because when you own it, you yeah. have an investment that's yeah. going to grow. I'm paying myself for the yeah. bank, right? Your yeah, social exactly. media audience is a rented house. Mm -hmm. You don't own it, and it can go away in a heartbeat. And I've, I have seen it happen to clients where something changes in an algorithm. Somebody on their team does something that breaches a term and condition. Uh, whatever. I mean, yes. there are all sorts of crazy reasons. Yeah. Social media audience completely gone overnight. And you have no legal recourse to get that back. So you've invested thousands, tens of thousands, you know, depending on your size, hundreds of thousands of dollars in building this audience. And it's rented. Your email list you own. Even if you can't email that database anymore, 
you still have the names, the email addresses. You can upload it to Facebook and advertise against it. You can, you know, use it in a million different ways, but you own it. And so that's really why we encourage our clients to get as many of those social fans into the email database as possible because they're less vulnerable. So it's about, you know, protecting your investment, really. Email has been around for as long as the internet has, and if we assume the internet's going to be around for a long yeah. time, is email then going to stick around? Is that going to be sort of the, the most, uh, I, I guess, safe way of, of reaching a consumer, you think? Well, you know, they said video was going to kill the radio star, and we all still have radios. <laughs> yes, barely, um, though. Barely. Yeah. yeah. But, but, you know, or in the, a different format. It's the there. format yeah, exactly. has changed. Your Facebook ID is an email address. Yeah. It's a number at Facebook.com. As our lives progress and, and our life conditions progress, the way that we engage with media changes. It's not just about what's new. It's about what's going on in somebody's life. Yeah. The way I engaged with media as a you know, 22-year-old was completely different than the way I engaged with media 15 years later as a mother of two young children is completely different than the way I engage with media today. And it's not just that the media has changed, but I've changed as a buyer, as a buyer persona. And, and we all go through those, cha those changes in life. And when you're in college, you know, being on Instagram eight hours a day is no big deal, yeah. right? It's, it's something to do whenever, you know, you're, you're not studying. But when you start in the working world and people are emailing you documents and people are communicating with you, there are certain types of, of communication that belong in an inbox. They don't belong on Instagram or in a, a Facebook feed. Those changes actually drive more of our, our media consumption than we give them credit for. You know, we, we tend to see technology as, as waves that are going to wash over the entire community, and they really aren't. They're just new choices that are going to fit different people at different stages in their lives in a completely different way. If you go into rural British Columbia, if you go up north into the oil fields, you'll find people that spend almost no time on a computer and look at you like you have horns growing out of your head that you yeah. can't put your phone down. Right? They're living in the same time as we are. So, yeah, yeah I, I think it's, it's here to stay, but I don't think social's going anywhere either. Right. Yeah, it might change format a little bit, yeah. right? But uh, not going anywhere. So, in your bio, I see here, you're Canada's queen of email. Why do we say that? <laughs> oh, because I'm old. Um, I started in email marketing when it was starting. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I started in, in digital marketing when uh, email was considered a place that you didn't market because it wasn't appropriate to market to someone in their inbox. Right. Um, and I've, I, it's just been where my career has landed. And so, Are there any places like that now where it's not appropriate to market or is anything fair game these days? It feels like anything is fair game these days. I yeah. mean, there was the guy yesterday that was talking about they're trying to turn your phone's lock screen into a billboard that you carry spot, around yeah. in your pocket. Um, there, there are no sacrosanct places, really, yeah. you know, anymore. That's right. And the, the irony of that, you know, as we all go technologically uh, advanced, is that we're actually seeing a resurgence in things like direct mail having results for our clients. <laughs> Unplugging a little bit, right? Unplugging yeah. a little, yeah. Yeah. I also see here that uh, you're, I wrote the word Netscape down, and that, that, <laughs> and that was part of your bio, but... Um, Netscape was one of the first browsers that we yeah. used, and I, I had a little bit of experience with it too. Well, do, do you have it? You miss anything else like that? That's gone, like Netscape. <laughs> I don't think I miss it. Yeah. You know, I mean, Netscape my, was my, slow because we had slow internet yeah, back then. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I, I look back at some of the things we did, and and there are shameful moments now when I think of the fact that that was that was cool and trendy. Right. Cartoon websites. Apple had a cartoon website at one point in time. Yeah. 
Um, flaming logos, we thought they were a good idea. Right, and now gifts are popular again. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Okay, so um, in terms of the rat race we were talking mm -hmm. about uh, a little earlier, you mentioned a few tips that we can that can help us get out of the rat race and maybe be a little bit more focused. Can you share a few of those before we enter? Sure. Yeah, yeah, I think the, the most important thing there, there, there's there's really three um, is is to be less fearful of missing the boat and and to to give ourselves a little space. Right? It, it's we're all rushing so hard and, and working so fast. You said it yourself. You don't have time to do a storyboard. Yeah. But we know that not doing that ultimately is going to hurt the quality of the product. That, so maybe we do less, but we do more with it. You yeah. know, we try to do better with it. Um, being uh, really aware of when we're sending a lead over to the sales team, and, and that's more of a B2B thing, but really being aware of, is that really what needs to happen? Are, are we sending it because it's a lead and we need to meet a quota? Or are we sending it because this person's actually indicating buying signals and, and they're ready to engage? And we cost ourselves sales when we fire them over too fast. Yeah. Um, and then, um, the final thing really is is that uh, we need to step up our, our game on those foundational pieces and just make sure that we're doing the best that we possibly can with the tools that we already have some mastery over yeah. before we start throwing more tools in the mix. Yeah, one of those tools might be voice search. Are you dabbling Absolutely. in that at all? <laughs> well, ironically, uh, one of the things we've just started looking at is how Siri reads your email. Okay. Because what you can you can hit your iPhone and go Siri read that email. That's right. She reads the first uh, I think it's 429 characters. I'm like we're really just looking at it, but that could be you know uh, a tracked link you know so she's reading https colon slash bit dot ly dot one two three four nine twelve you know right. and going on and on. So it's it's um, one of the things that we're looking at. What happens whenever a reader? reads your email and, and how do you optimize uh, for that and there are some strategies with the pre-header that you can use to extend that. And lastly, you're, you're uh, running a business in, in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, you know, Vancouver's quite a, you know, a hot tech scene these days and a, and a great place to start a business. What, what's it like running a business in Vancouver, especially, you know, marketing? Is, is it, you know, is it always busy for you or are you noticing that all the startups in the tech world are, are kind of helping the marketing world? Get a boom. Yeah, well. I think I think it's changing. I've I've really uh, noticed. I mean, I've had the business for 20 years. We yeah. were we were literally um, one of the first digital marketing agencies in the city that wasn't a website development company. I mean, I think there's us in success, and we're about three weeks apart. Right. You know, in terms of the granddaddies, and. Over that time, the business has really changed. You know, we started out doing strategic, more strategic work, more consulting work. Uh, then uh, companies needed implementation help, and so we were doing a lot more implementation. What's changing now is that there are so many really brilliant young graduates coming out of the universities. You know, we, we figured out how to teach some of this stuff, and we've got digital natives coming out of university now that just didn't exist 20 years ago. And so companies have the option to bring a lot of that right. execution work in-house. And for a lot of cases, it makes sense to do that but they don't have the experience in-house. And so I'm seeing the pendulum swinging a little back to the other direction where where our value is as an agency today is really as that, that guide, that partner, that mentor. Um, I'm doing a lot of work mentoring client teams today. A lot of uh, helping them build a team, helping them train a team, helping them figure out how that's structured, how to use the tools. And the ultimate goal of, of a lot of our projects is to make ourselves redundant. It's kind of, kind of an interesting place to be. Yeah. 
All right, well, I think the music is playing us out. So there you go. Thanks all for joining us. Thank you. It's been fun. Thanks for listening to Marketing Jam. If you enjoyed the show, head over to our YouTube or Facebook and give us a thumbs up and visit iTunes to leave a rating and review. Thanks again and see you next time. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.